Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Greetings. I hope you're all having a fabulous day and that we're just about to add to that. Uh, we're going to try anyway here on Spin the Rally Pod. Let's do the roll call. Making up the team today, we have senior staff writer for Dirtfish.com, David Evans. Good morning. Former motorsport team boss, George Donaldson. Well, I am delighted to be here. David sounded a bit reluctantly delighted to be here, but there you go. (laughs) Sorry, 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 sorry. That's okay, David. And we have deputy editor from Dirtfish.com, Luke. I've forgotten your surname. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. It's actually it's actually in front of me as well. Luke Barry. Some people they read it and they'll think my first name is Barry, or they'll think it's Barry or everything else. But nope, I was going to say actually my inter- planned introduction there was I feel like an imposter as always, and that kind of proves the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to change change it there. I mean, it's literally written down on the page in front of me. Just shows I've been doing too many hours. I'm too tired, um, but I'm not too tired to talk about rallying. Um, we're not going to talk about Portugal, obviously. But it was brilliant, and I did say that Cali Rovenpera would win. <laughs> but we're going to talk about the fact there's a tiny gap between um, Portugal and Sardinia, and things are going to heat up. David, David, you're going to have to get rid of the corduroy. No, I disagree, Lise. Annie, it is just all a matter of way you deploy the corduroy and the jumper. I will be standing very firmly in the shade this weekend uh, and this week. Uh, but it is, it's, it's quite hot, disturbing, David. isn't it? It's, it's never good when... David, it's, it's not going to help, David. It's 32 no, degrees not, not at the peak of day. No, no, no. Forget that, George. Forget that. The, the, the temperature now begins with a four, and it's really bad because <laughs> it, it, it's followed by a zero, uh, which I'm never, I'm never too, too despondent so we are talking, about it. We are talking Sardinia here and not the Safari Rally, aren't we? Yeah. It's, but it's, it, I don't see why people are surprised by this. You know, we've had unbelievably know. hot Sardinias. Um, there is clearly this global warming is a thing. Uh, and it's uh, the world is getting hotter. And yeah, it is. This week, it is going to be an absolute scorcher. Um, and the, the the teams all were up in arms, understandably, uh, about the conditions in the car. We're talking sort of 70 degree, mm-hmm. 70 plus degree heat uh, in, in the cockpit with, with co-drivers' boots melting. There is this issue is obviously the exhaust runs in these new Rally 1 cars runs beneath the, the floor pan, beneath the co-drivers. So it's it's putting some extreme heat uh, into the into the cockpits and mm. co-drivers' boots melting. You know, Paul Craig Breen yeah. was saying that he he could smell burning rubber and thought he got a puncture, and it was Paul Nagel's boots pretty much uh, on yeah. fire. So the FAA is working hard, really hard with the teams. They've come up with with a bunch of uh, of options for the teams to to work on. A lot of it is to do with airflow. Um, with windscreen cowls uh, and, you know, uh, ducks on wing mirrors, ducks beneath the floor to bring more air into the car is, you know, for me, George, that's great. But equally, if we're on a very twisty technical stage, you're not going to have a lot of airflow to come through the car, are you? That's it, David. And, you know, the the, the airflow is, uh, uh, you reach a point where you'll you'll start to get pressure at the right place in the car. Mm. Uh, and then you'll get airflow, but there might be nothing until you get there. Airflows, airflow dynamics are so complex. But basically, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, airflow under the car and basically between two skins, between the exhaust and the car floor is what you need. Basically, you can insulate it, but that just delays the heat coming through. You can try and reflect some of it, but then you need air. You need something else to transport that heat away. So basically what you need is a a layer of coolant between the exhaust and the cockpit floor uh, basically is what you need. Um, and to get air through that, you're going to have to force it. It's going to have to be a fan. And none of that is going to happen between Portugal and uh, uh, and Sardinia unless the teams have been able to do a little bit of work. Um, 
The only ones that were really built to get back to their workshop would have been Hyundai. They, they could have got back to their workshop for a couple of days. But all the teams are capable of producing fixes which they can bring out and fit to the car. Well, uh, extra work, guys working overnight. I, I would argue that you could if put some effective measures in. The, the FI have granted freedom. People will be cautious about doing that type of thing because let's say we put a, a, a nice little fan that's reasonably powerful somewhere in, in the, it's very difficult to find the space within the package, somewhere where you can pull air in. It doesn't need to be cold air. It just needs to be air that will transport the heat away because we're talking about exhaust temperatures or, you know, even underneath the car, they're, they're, they're probably six, seven hundred degrees potentially Oof. going down underneath the co-driver's seat. So even if you're putting hot air from the engine compartment at, at you know, 100, 110 degrees, into a in, into a, a ducting into a, a space between the floor and and the exhaust, and and you're transporting that away. That will take the heat away. It'll still get very hot in the cockpit, but I mean that floor will reach a hundred degrees, but it'll not reach hundred and fifty degrees where it's going to be melting rubber, for instance. So is that like a, a clever kind help. of heat exchange system, George? So, sorry, sorry, Lisa. Is that a what bit was that? like a heat exchange system? Well, I mean, everything's a heat exchange. It's it's a form of you know just transporting the heat away with airflow. Um, it's, it's like a heat exchanger. Basically, you're just taking it from one place and taking it and putting it in another. I, so, I've got know, to say, be quite, it, that would be quite effective. If we got to six hundred degrees, I would ditch the corduroy for that. I think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just about. Yeah. Just about. Well, that's just the exhaust temp. <laughs> the, the exhaust temperature. I mean, the the exhaust temperature as it comes out the turbo will be. <sighs> I mean, it can can be up at you know nine hundred degrees, nine hundred and fifty, a thousand. See, Col, Col and I, Col and I had a bit of a debrief about this in uh, in Portugal. And as you know, George, we are enormously technically competent, uh, and we <laughs> yeah. we decided. Yeah. In fact, in fact, it was Colin that said all of this heat thing from an exhaust can very very easily be be rectified simply by fitting the same tiles that they fitted on the space shuttle. Because if that can come through space. So we weren't exactly sure. We're pretty sure Halfords don't stock them. Well, I um, I actually have one of those tiles. Seriously, of course you do. <laughs> I do. I, I actually genuinely do have an example. Not one of the ones off the space shuttle. It's the same material you can buy in the you can buy in the NASA gift shop. This is so, your opportunity, um, George. Get them made. This is my opportunity. Get them to made. Design. Get them made. How heavy are they? Oh, unbelievably light. Oh. Unbelievably light. Yeah, and actually quite uh, quite an interesting material. I mean, I imagine that it, uh, it, it. I mean, I'm not quite sure how it forms up, but it's. Uh, I've never tried it. I mean, I've not. I've not. It's quite a small piece. It's only about uh, maybe six centimeters by six centimeters, if it's even that. But but I'm told you can hold a bull lamp on one side and you can have your hand on the other, and it'll never get hot. Wow, um, we should make a video of that. Quite... No, dirtfish does <laughs> science. That's amazing. <laughs> In the context of what we're doing, not so expensive. It, it is about it is about eight or nine mil thick, um, which is a problem uh, yeah. uh, because there might not be that much room. Yeah, yeah. But no, I think there's definitely the a, there's a commercial opportunity. I think the space. Then. Who came up? Who came up with that idea? Was that you? That was Clarky. Remarkably. Good God! The, the man is he's unknown un un. Up to this point, unrevealed talent. I think my 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 uh, solution was to use them the power stage a bit more and just get them to drive through the sea, which would be a far more natural way of cooling the exhaust, uh, just to get a bit of water on them. Um, but uh, just the, there was there's one other complication uh, to add in here, of course, in that the teams are trying to do all of this work completely on the hoof uh, because they yeah. are they. Yeah. Obviously, between they would have left Portugal on Monday last week, uh, and we saw the teams arriving into Sardinia on Sunday. So that is literally six days later. Um, they, they, they've done yeah. their reprep. The cars are, are built and ready for the next round. And obviously, they all did that in in workshops in Portugal. M Sport, the the biggest job they ref they fitted a new engine to Sebastian Loeb's car which is the car that Gus Greensmith will use in Sardinia. There's a lot of work, George, just on a... a sorry, Luke, we're leaving you out completely here, but uh, mm -hmm. George does know a bit more about this stuff than you, or maybe not, so maybe we should ask no, him I, this one. Tr trust me, I know absolutely nothing, and <laughs> my, uh, my school results and anything scientific will tell you that. So, yeah, all good. But George, it, take it away. But in terms of a reprep, yeah, Well, George, the other thing they can do... 
Yeah, the, the other thing they can do is they could they could get they could get exhaust ceramic coated, which is what they used to do around the engine bay, around the exit of the the turbochargers to reduce engine bay temperatures. Yeah, but that that heat has to go somewhere, so you're moving it further back. Mm. So if if you don't let it out, you know, uh, as it goes under the car, which is what used to happen, yeah. you're taking it down to the exhaust box, yeah. you know, the, the 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 silencer box. As as it is, it's a, basically a catalytic converter. And you're going to melt that thing out. That is one you know? thing that they are absolutely allowed to do. There are there are five yeah. solutions, uh, including all of the heat that, flow yeah. stuff. But yeah, the coating of the exhaust yeah. and the the ceramic coating yeah. is 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 another interesting. I think it's. David, I think it's very, very interesting. The FIA basically said, gloves off, guys, you fix it. Yeah. Mm. Now, there's not a rally team and an engineer in the world that doesn't like that story. Um, oh, yeah. Albeit, yeah. albeit, albeit they would prefer it for much more interesting reasons. But uh, I think they, they shall all rise to the challenge and come up with very elegant solutions, including possibly Mr. Clark's. Yes. But I suspect but- that ceramic coating that we see on the on the exhausts is perhaps a derivative of that original space uh, mm. space shuttle um, uh, heat, heat tile. Is yeah. technology sharing is a lot easier now in the world of the, the internet and the fact that people are, are swapping ideas much, much more easily around. So yeah. you do see strange things being reapplied in a way that you just think that's yes. the perfect fit. Yeah. Um, it, mm, but just, I just wanted to ask George... We need to move on a bit from that, ju- don't we? Just we a little bit a about... It would absolutely, and, and putting the heat to one side briefly, George, what, I mean, how difficult is it? You've done this, you've done this a lot in Africa. How do you reprep a car when you don't have all of your factory loveliness around you? You know, you've got all of your spanners, of course you have, but you haven't got an extra 10 widgets or whatever you might need, you know, these bits and pieces. Yeah. Is it difficult? Well, and in, in, in when we were in Kenya, you know, back in the, the 80s and 90s, you know, we, we would go to the airport. We used machinists at the airport. We'd go and rob the old crashed airplanes of their, their fabulous high quality alloy um, propellers that were all damaged and bent from running off the end of the runway. And we would get new top mounts made out of them for, for you know, to get different travel and things that you're potentially allowed to do. Excellent bit of recycling. Um, you, you, just, you just, yeah, excellent bit of recycling. You, you, you're just creative. I mean, rally mechanics uh, as, as a whole are very, very creative. You know, you'll, you'll never be stuck. You'll make, you'll make all sorts of very interesting brackets and interesting solutions. I would have thought between the engineers and the the core mechanics for the car, the the car build mechanics that understand the car, they will maximise their opportunity to make that car as cool as possible. And this is a super interesting uh, little bit of competition here, because if let, let's say the Ford guys do a brilliant job and their cars are now lovely and cool, and the Hyundai guys don't actually, the configuration of their car doesn't allow them to do it so well, all of a sudden, you've got a crew in a lot more comfort than than the next guy. That could be like this could make a huge competitive uh, difference to 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 the way the competition is going to go this weekend. Right down to the point that it could actually make the difference between drivers being able to continue and not, because those temperatures are going to be high enough that we could see people getting mm. cooked in their car that they're going to get sick. They're going to get sick and they're going to stop uh, if you don't get it right. So it's a huge technical competition going on out there right now almost unheard of in competition to get this opportunity and it was here is a crisis it, the FIA have thrown the door open guys fix it do it, whatever you need it was also a real issue in that you know try just trying to take on liquid I'm talking to the guys in in portugal their camelbacks uh obviously they carry the water and their fluid and their rehydration stuff were boiling before the start of the first stage in oh the morning lord Literally, you couldn't you couldn't actually take a sip, yeah. um, because it was so hot. Obviously, the organisers of the event provide plenty of water at the end of stages, um, mm-hmm. but it, it, you're right, George. It is difficult, and I'm not sure we can get into a kind of arms race if we like in terms of cooling the cars this week. A because there's not time, and B because I don't think there is the opportunity within the framework that the FIA has put in place. You know, they've given fairly mm-hmm. direct. These are eight points you can work on. Um, and those eight points are talked about in a, in a story on Dirtfish. Uh, and obviously, as we yeah. get into the week, you know, we'll look and we'll see what the teams have done. Um, but yeah, sorry, Lise, you were, you were going to move I, us I, on. I, the, the other thing, yeah, I was going to move you on. But also, I suppose the other thing is that in Sardinia, we don't have massively long stages. So um, it's, you know, not we're not talking about El Chocolate or, you know, 
So yeah. anyway, yes, uh, let, yeah, let's move it on. Um, I'm I'm going through your excellent agenda, David. Did arrive a little late, but it is Apologies. excellent. Yeah, and I do see the next one. Can Calais make it four? Yes. This is a good. <laughs> this, is, this is a good place Point to bring five. Luke in. I think. <laughs> yeah, quite. What What do you think, Luke? You're the one that you, Luke has Come compiled on. a brilliant uh, feature where everybody is discussing this in in Dirtfish. And what's the overwhelming opinion? I'll, I'll be honest, David. It is where we reveal the time of recording and time of publishing. I've not actually read what your opinions were on this yet, so hopefully you can let us know at the moment. Um, I That's wasn't entirely my to... fault because the deadline was actually last night, so sorry, Luke. Very David, sorry. David, it's okay. David. It's okay. Yeah, we, apologies. We, we, we'll, we'll let you off, David, just this once. Uh, you but no, it's, I, I think what I wrote in mine was essentially, by all conventional logic, we'd all be saying, no, he can't win. But this is Cali Rovenpera, who kind of makes up his own logic. So. I, I, what everything tells me he shouldn't be able to do it but i just can't commit to that fully because we just don't know with this guy anymore absolutely mm, everything yeah. is is just going in his way and I, th- I think the fact that has been a little bit sort of overlooked is yes he's won the last three rallies but he's not just done that he's won the last three power stages as well so for the last three mm. rallies he's taken 90 points out of a possible 90 which is just it's ridiculous um but i think it should be if the weather stays as it is, and we know that the nature of the stage is a little bit rougher than Portugal, I suspect road cleaning will be harder. And he's not, I don't know, I, I just, I do fancy Elvin for this one. Um, just because I think he needs it more than Cowley does. And I, I know you could argue the same in Portugal. Cowley didn't necessarily need to win there either. But I think the line that you and Colin got from him, David was that when he gets his, his chance, he'll take it. And that's kind of how he judges things. But I think it'll be, quite difficult for him to have his chance this weekend. I could be wrong, of course, because we're all saying this before Portugal as well, but I did, I feel like it could be a slightly more conservative Cali, given the nature of the rally. He might just be a little bit more cautious in some of the corners with the rocks and everything else, and he'll probably end up somewhere near the podium again, but I think a win could be tricky. I, I, I 100% would agree with that. You, the one thing that Cali is, I know he's talked about managing the championship and interestingly, we talked in Croatia where he went in with a, I can't remember, it wasn't a huge lead, was it a 19 point lead or something? I, I can't remember. Um, and I, I said to him, you know, when when do you start thinking about managing this championship? And he said, I've already started, 100% already started looking at, you know, the way that we approach events. And then that sort of flies in the face where he does these astonishing things. Um, but again, his response to that is that this window of opportunity opened and it wasn't a massive risk for him. And that's the worrying thing is that he doesn't see mm-hmm. elevating his pace to a, a speed where he's winning power stages. Um, and in our eyes, he's putting everything on the line in his eyes. He's not, he's risking a little bit because, you know, there were, there were a couple of wiggles and things in, in Croatia, but the, the power stage in Portugal looked pretty not processional, but it didn't look like he'd, he'd, he was hanging it all out there by any stretch. The one thing I think that will really work against Calais um, in in uh, Sardinia this week is that the way that the events, the way that the day and the way that the legs are are running. So in Italy now, in, in Sardinia, we always have, kind of conventionally, you'd have two loops of three. So you do SS1, SS2, SS3, and then you go back for SS4, which is a repeat of one, two, three. That means in the morning loop, the the the, the first car on the road can generally run a softer tyre because he's obviously not biting down to that real sort of bedrock surface. He's, he's spinning wheels, mm-hmm. but he's spinning wheels in, in two or three inches of loose. You're not, you're not seeing the same sort of tyre wear uh, that you would. That You can't do that here because what they do is they run the first two stages First thing in the morning, so seven o'clock in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning, local time on Friday. Then there's a regroup uh, in Buduzo, and then they're back at quarter to ten and quarter to eleven. They're back into those first two stages. So there's no there's no tire zone um, between the first two stage after the first two stages. So suddenly you've got to take a hard tire to, to guarantee that you're going to get through the second two, which have obviously been swept, uh, and tire wear will be a lot harder. That's the same. In on Friday afternoon, so the advantage, not an advantage, the 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 ability to run a softer tire uh, has gone for Calais, uh, and that was you know that was undoubtedly one of his saving graces was the way that he could manage tires and stuff in the same way that yeah. Sebastian Ogier could. Um, so I I do think 
this one, it's going to be very, very, very hard work for, for Calais to win. And ultimately, does he need to win it? Of course he doesn't. But he does, you know, he could really use being on the podium or being at the finish, containing the yeah. point loss to, to his rivals. David, I, I wish you... I mean, sorry, can I just quickly say this, George, very quickly? David, I, I, I wish you'd gone first with that because you made my answer seem absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no. So thanks for that. No. does it on purpose. No, absolute nonsense. I literally, I filed my copy at one minute past oh. 10 uh, when I was already one minute late for joining a podcast. So yeah, sorry about that, Luke. And it wasn't, it wasn't a strategic thing either at all. And of course, I will be proved completely wrong when Cali romps to a minute win on Sunday afternoon. Well, there is there is that, David. That may that may that may happen. I think the the reality was that the, the conditions in Portugal were clearly not classic uh, because Portugal was a rally that we would expect to see quite a lot of cleaning on, and we didn't for for whatever reason. Um, Cali's brilliance was one thing, definitely without a doubt, um, and that was the that was the biggest factor. But I think there was other little factors there that said somehow. The, the road was the road was soft. It broke up as much as it cleaned. It broke up. It was a bit so damp as it, well. You know, it got very rough and stony. Yeah, there, there was a little bit of that. So I think it worked slightly, not in his favour, but it lessened the the disadvantage that he had enough that his he would allow his brilliance to shine through. And you know, I'm 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 not one to <coughs> bandy that around that 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 word of brilliance around. But the guy is quite clearly just walking on water at the moment. He he is absolutely. On on a in that miracle magic place that 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 I, that I love to talk about at times, mm-hmm. which I'll refrain from doing at the moment because we get into all manner of detail. But um, Sardinia, well, it might be the same thing, but traditionally, again, not. It's it's a harder, drier event. It doesn't have that Atlantic uh, cold air coming in, <laughs> meeting the warm air, producing moisture. So, yeah. I think we are liable to see a slightly bigger disadvantage. I think that Cali will reduce that to an absolute minimum, but I think it'll still be felt. Um, in terms of strength of other drivers, I think we will see. I, I mean, I would I would put my money back on uh, back on Elfin Evans again mm. to, to win. I think he's in an incredibly strong position, and and uh, I'd like to say oh, Tanak. He doesn't seem to be in the right place. Thierry Neuville, well, I think he's he's um, he's he's walking on the footsteps uh, right right behind Cali Rovenpera, but for different reasons. He's in a different lake, but and he's in his footsteps. He's he's in a very you difficult. I, mean? I think he's, he's in a very difficult position, Neuville, because he's got I think it's forty six points behind Cali. So as we know, it's thirty points maximum for a win. So no matter what happens here, Cali will still lead the championship. But Thierry's got twenty two on Takakatsuto in third, so he's kind of in this very strange position where he's doing much better than all his rivals, but he's not got the chance to do much with it because his position is hardly any better than Cowley's on the road on Friday. So, And obviously coupled to the high dice problems as well, it's it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I read, I think it's David's article about Carlos Sainz in the 1991 championship when when Carlos had a, I think it was over 30 point lead in the championship by just coming up on halfway through the year or just on halfway through the year. Now, that 30 points now is the equivalent of 90 points advantage because that's that's what the advantage was then. It was only 10 points for a win yeah. at that time. Not me. I didn't write so, that one. I was going to say, I'll, 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 I'll do my editorial shout out to Rob Hansford. I'll protect him as part of our team. His idea, yeah, well, his idea, his feature. Very it, was good a fabulous, feature. Yep. it was a fabulous article, but that's the equivalent of 90 points. Mm-hmm. So that puts it into perspective. And, 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 and as the article rightly said, it holds, it holds out hope for everyone else. But um, Cali's not showing, uh, not showing any weakness. In fact, he's just showing strength. And psychologically, that's a... That's a separate win in I, itself I think, so far because all the other drivers are in trepidation. I think that's I think that's a key word there psychologically, and I think that's why Kalarov and Perez is so impressive. He's uh, if you if you were going to go kind of Buddhist about it, he's found acceptance and he's found this place where he is focusing on what he does and he's accepting what's thrown at him and taking every opportunity that comes if it comes his way and it reminds me a lot of that kind of purple period for Sebastian Loeb where everybody else broke their cars trying to beat him, but he was still driving at just 90%. And only very occasionally did he have to turn it up. And it was nothing to do with um, anybody else. It was just the fact that um, that self-confidence, that working very well with the machine, 
uh, it was just he just accepted it right okay well I'm going to go in and do this and it didn't really matter what was happening with anybody else because he seems to be so focused on his own team and his own individual performance as part of that team that it it it, it seems that it doesn't matter what's happening around him because everything's just coming together for him at this moment in time I, I think that's exactly right Lisa and I think there's an awful lot of of, of comparisons that you can draw between him and Loeb because you know we can talk about psychology we can talk about and you that is exactly right George that there is a, a huge psychological battle going on with between Calais and the, and the other guys because Calais is just doing exactly what he wants right now but for Kelly Robin Parrott there's no psychology here you know he is not the kind of driver that engages in those kind of mind games you know he's just not he's just a 21 year old driving his car and enjoying himself and yeah. in many ways that does remind me of an early lobe uh, and in fact a lobe all the way through his career that outwardly actually no it's not true because i've just remembered a whole load of other stuff uh to 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 us all to the to the media you know Loeb was just doing his thing you know completely relaxed but then actually you know there were mind games you know the the time in mexico where they were told to hold station him and ogier and ogier was leading and, and apparently seb went to the when they got to the start of the first stage and seb got out the car and opened Ogier's door and said, I fin- I'm not going to finish second to anybody. And then, of course, Ogier then crashed. You know, there is a degree of psychology. And, and George, you, you would know, at the start of a stage, it is, it's a psychological battleground, isn't it? Um, but I can't imagine that Kelly is out of the car giving anybody evils and daggers and looking at them and trying to wind them up. You know, he's, he's just doing his little exercises, jogging on the spot, jumping in and being amazing. Yeah, I, I, I mean it's it is just phenomenal to see it. I have to say the the he has the upper hand and everything at the moment, but I don't think he'll be able to bring that through in Sardinia. No. However, That's stand good. by, watch this place. Lisa's prediction says he will. Um, it, it may it may yet present itself. It's kind of like he just sits there and waits for the opportunity to just power power through and and move on. Um, let's talk Hyundai. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, yes. they're going to sort out their cooling. I don't even want to read the words else. that you put down there, David. <laughs> he, you know, I. Do you want to read the words that were put down there? Not really. And, and if anything, <laughs> they weren't in any way disparaging. I, I just think that they are, for all the reasons that we've just mentioned, the fact that they've been reprepping in a in a garage somewhere in Portugal. They've done no development work. Uh, they have, of course, tested. Uh, Toyota tested before Portugal for Sardinia. Uh, Hyundai tested last week in Sardinia. So they've got more recent running time. But, you know, I just don't see what they can do. They struggled in Portugal, and I think they will struggle in Sardinia. I don't. I think they're making progress. 100% they're making progress mm-hmm. because they are very, very, very intelligent people. Uh, they know where the car is. They know how to improve it. They know what they can do within the parameters of the regulations and in terms of jokers. July the 1st, there are some big steps coming. But as we said in Portugal, mm. the other teams aren't sitting still and waiting. You know, They're making their own steps forward as well. Um, so I, I think, unfortunately, more of the same. The only thing for me that can save Hyundai this week uh, is the, the nature of the event. And if they take this Danny Sordo style, you know, just slowly, slowly, um, catchy Toyota uh, kind of of, of mm-hmm. way. Sordo's won two of the last three. Uh, Thierry Neville has been on the podium six times in the last seven or something and won two in, in Sardinia. These boys know. Tanak, first win in WRC was in Sardinia. They all know how to drive this event. Um, but yeah. what they have to do is they have to drive it sensibly. And I think a, a sensible drive... Uh, is their only way. They're not, in terms of performance, they're not going to match Toyota. Uh, in terms of reliability, you'd say they're going to struggle. But for me, that's their only chance. Yeah, I think they'll. I think they'll do slightly better than that, David. Because I, um, I think you say it's their only chance. I think they're a realistic threat because I, uh, the tenacity of Thierry Neuville, the guy, is just. A magician, and I think the conditions 
will not necessarily hinder him, at least um, in terms of his position to 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 Cali and and whatever opportunities exist for those first two drivers, I think that Thierry will follow very closely. What he needs to do is not have any problems. Yeah, and they seem to lie a little bit with the preparation of the car or the, the, the you know aspects of the car. They can't have any failures at all. Um, that's that is super critical for them to really address that. What did, what did he have? He had, what did we get in in Portugal? The problems he had, he had various issues, didn't he? Yes, little problems with the car. So they need to not happen. So whether you know you can overdrive a car, and and although you're not actually physically damaging it in a stage, what you're doing to it is tearing nine bells out of it, and that you know there's a there's a payback some mm. in some ways. You know when when, when I think when Thierry does his hundred and five percent, it genuinely is a hundred and five percent. Every single little bit of the car feels it. Yes. And whilst most of them will take it, there's a little bit that doesn't. Now that's a generalisation, and it's not maybe truly fair to put it in those terms. And I'm certainly not laying it at Thierry's door. Far from it. I think what the guy's doing is magic. But I think he can do something. Ot Tanak, Ot seems to always kind of run hot and cold. If, if there's something to fight for, Ott will be in there fighting. But I also feel a little bit, and I, I might be completely wrong, because I don't know Ott particularly well um, at all. Um, I mean, who, who does really in, in, in our business? Because um, he, he plays everything so close to the chest. But I get the feeling that if there's nothing to fight for, he won't fight. You know, I'm not sure he'll necessarily grab a hold of everything he can. He, he did that. He did that incredible drive in Croatia, which I was utterly stunned at and still rate that as one of his best drives ever in the face of, you know, mm. tough odds as well. Uh, he, if he could pull another one out like that, I think that I think there's uh, I think there's more for them to to get than 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 we might generally think. But uh, are they going to get a win on the face of it? They're going to need some they're going to need some rally circumstance to help them. Definitely. It's for me, it's sort of. He's he's their kind of prime chance because he could. He's what he's ninth in the championship. So, but we haven't got low. So he's eighth on the road, uh, and there's only Lappy behind him. Uh, so Lappy and yeah. and Sordo are the boys to watch uh, for me. And they, if things play out the way we expect, um, and they will, because they always do. Those boys could be thir- <laughs> thirty seconds to a minute yeah. ahead. Yeah, he's um, like a power play, isn't he? Luke? Easily could be. Yeah. He, is, he is a bit. He is kind of like that ace card that Hyundai just have stored away if when they want to play it. <laughs> it's, and it has, does, has always seemed to be, as, as David said before, that Sardinia is the place that it always seems to come good. Just want to correct David on I'm uh, Sorry. What's the. I, it's okay. And I some well, of my words there. You covered my back. <laughs> you covered my back there as well. Just utilizing the fabulous resource, of course, the EWRC results, just to say that. Lube and Fomo will both be behind Lappi and Sordo on the road as well oh, in yeah. Sardinia. So there are a couple behind them. But yeah, I, I think you're right to say that Danny probably is Hyundai's strongest shout. But I think the big thing that worries me is just the lack of trust both Neville and Tanak have in... And it, it doesn't seem like it's just the car. It's just everything that's going on at the minute. And we don't need to delve too deep into the psychological sort of nuances to know that that can't be a great place to be starting a rally. You just don't fully feel what's around you and what's beneath you it's just it's a it's a worrying time and the big thing there is they are and i think monse has, has said this quite openly that hyundai's drivers he reckons are the best in the championship their lineup and it is very hard to disagree with them but they're gonna have a big job to hold on to them in the future if things keep going wrong mm-hmm. good right. point luke um to move on to m sports what do you expect from them in sardinia it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because I think in a way, Hyundai's poor reliability kind of helped M Sport out in Portugal because if the Hyundai's had run had run well, we'd all look at the Pumas and think, well, why didn't this work? Why didn't this? Because there were quite a few small issues that I think every single one of the drivers at one point or another had some kind of small technical problem. And it, it seems to only be that Toyota avoided that, which probably says quite a lot about what they've managed to do. But it is a difficult event and difficult placement at the minute they're they're kind of falling a little bit behind in the, the manufacturer's race and i think the problem is we've all put a lot of expectation on craig breed because of what he managed to do last year in his partial season and it's natural it's only going to happen he was a big signing for m sport and he is still a fantastic driver but these events he's coming to at the minute they're just they're not they're not events he's used to and i think it was very interesting for him to be quite open about 
his struggles with the tires in Portugal. He doesn't have any reasonable experience on on hard Pirelli tires because he, he's not had to on the rallies he's done before on gravel. They've all been super fast roads like Estonia, mm. Finland. He, he, he's just this a totally different kettle of fish. So I think to be honest. A win might be tricky for them because they don't have the Sebastian Loeb base card. I think it's quite telling that whenever Loeb's come in the team um, for the two rallies he has done, they're the only two events that M Sport has actually managed to lead so far, um, which is potentially a bit worrying for the rest of the season. I'm not sure, but it's it's a great thing to fall back on. But Craig will look the strongest shout, but but Gus, Gus Greensmith actually had a, a better weekend in Portugal than his his results suggested um, he had that great time at the start of the rally um, kind of tailed off a bit from there but he just needs to work on consistently being fast formal probably again I suspect the brief will be to get round and not do anything silly but show a bit more pace to Portugal but Lube although he's not scoring manufacturers points I actually think he was genuinely very very impressive last time out and I think he's mm. sounding like he wants to get a top five finish and to be honest a year ago, if he'd have said that, you'd have laughed at him. You would have said, no chance. But now, honestly, anything could happen. I think he's the one to watch. That's a, that's a great... It's very hard to follow that. Actually. I was going to say comprehensive. Luke. Yeah, entirely. But for me, you know... I can follow it. I can follow it, David. All I would say well, about Brini... Argue with me. <laughs> all I would say about Craig is that he... You know, for me, he's got to follow... He's got to do what hand I do. He's got... So little experience. He's done Sardinia as a WRC round three times. It's it's not a lot, uh, you know. And one of those was back in 2011. So recent experience is difficult. Last time he was there was 18. Like you say, Luke, brilliantly. He's 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 really not got a lot of experience on the hard tire. Uh, so for me, it's it's the fact that he's sixth on the road. Uh, he needs to 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 use that advantage uh, and just drive as sensibly and. Just chase the points uh, and wait for people to drop why, out. Why are you making excuses for Craig Breen? I'm not making any excuses. I'm simply stating that that it sounds like you are. No, no, no. no, no that's like a fact, are. George. You know, he hasn't been there. He hasn't been there since 18. That's not an excuse. That's a fact. Uh, and for, for a top driver like Craig, honestly speaking, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Maybe it does for Craig, but it shouldn't matter. And I, I use the word. He's a top driver. I've seen him. You know. Sometimes live, mostly on mostly on the excellent WRC live footage that we get now and again, and, and even more frequently on on YouTube from people standing at the stage sides. I've watched him do miracle after miracle after miracle in flat out in sixth gear. Incredible performance. The uh, why he has all of a sudden been unable to translate that into any sort of credible performance here in that Ford Puma. He's now coming up to his fifth event. He'll have done plenty testing, as much as anyone else has done in this car. And I know Craig, is, he, he does like to build on things. He, he, he does do things at a, a unique pace to him, uh, but he actually always gets there. And I'm surprised it's taken him this long. I think he will get there. I, um, I think you've answered your I, own question now, George. But it's taken him an awful long time. You, you, it's taken him an awful but, long time. But he that's needs to do but better. that's Craig. To step it up. That's absolutely Craig. You said it yourself. There, yeah. he takes time. He's an you know, it's incremental. Yeah. He's a Richard Burns. You know, look back. Okay, in the mm. first three three rounds this, this season, he had a fourth and a third. Croatia was disappointing, but he still put the points down. Monty, he he was perhaps yeah. fortunate to get on the podium. Doesn't matter. He was there. Sweden, he made a, an early mistake and paid heavily for it, as you always do in Sweden. And, yeah, and Portugal, yeah, he struggled. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're four rallies yeah. in. I do think he is a driver who it will a little bit be in his head uh, that he is, he, he's not been in Sardinia a huge amount. Um, and I think when we get to the middle of the season, when we get to your Estonias and your Finlands, just watch him go then. It's just a road. Mm. It's just a road. I mean, I know they're unique and this and that and the next thing, but honestly, Craig, you've got the pace. You know, deliver the goods, mate. I think, you know, you, you, you certainly can. I've got lots of faith in you, and I'm sure many of the you know other rally fans like me have got lots of faith in it, and the expectation is high. I want to see a Ford fighting it out for a win. Uh, and, and, you know, Loeb, Loeb's been in the car twice, and both times he's been, he's been at the front. 
And and you know he's he's missing any form of you know in terms of experience, uh, Craig's got to be well again well in front of him on currency. Maybe it's a bit unfair to compare it like that, but I I think you know, you're... Craig, honestly I think I think there's a time to step. I think he just needs a reset. It just looks to me like he needs a reset. No, he's, he just he's he too just... far away to just need no, that, that it pace. Just, it's David. not he's the too reset. Far away from it. It's not the reset, George. It's the continual advancement it's the next step it's step by step but you, the trouble is you bring in somebody like sebastian Loeb, who is just a genius and is in the same mm. style as kelly robin Perra. he's a freak you know that he has that yeah. ability to just jump back into the car and and essentially undermine mm, yeah. everything that everybody else is doing uh yeah, and he's worked because he's because uh, he's, un, he's undermined my opinion of craig well done <laughs> but he did that <laughs> in, in playing mind games yeah you talk to yeah. you talk to, to to malcolm wilson about this and malcolm said you know Loeb had 100 kilometers uh on gravel in the car before he led portugal at lunchtime on friday you know that's yeah. that's not normal that's exceptional um so and and equally george you're dead right there because Loeb hadn't been in portugal since i think 18 or something um so you're right yeah. it is it's a, it's a stretch of road you know just drive it but drivers are yeah, different don't think don't overthink it but drivers yeah, no, are craig, different craig, craig, i think craig craig does overthink it i think a little bit here which is probably the point we're making yeah actually craig just let yourself go mate just 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 say to yourself just go out and enjoy this rally just go to sardinia forget all the problems just go out and drive and enjoy the car because i don't think he is at the moment everything's a little bit stressed just loosen up and let it go just well, let your natural ability do the job you've got plenty of it let it go mate and it's almost a let home it, rally let her go given given that he can he can order his uh his, his supper in, in the local lingo as well it's uh it's it's a place i'm sure that he'll feel comfortable uh, I think he can do that with most yeah, things because well, he, he has a very, very simple diet, doesn't he? So he's, he's learned to say it in all the languages. <laughs> it's definitely broadened stick, a little bit stick. now. He's, oh, he's, on the, he's on the lasagna these days. Uh, I, want so. to, I want to move us on because I just want to, we've got to squeeze in just a, a little bit on the ARA. Lukey, you're going yep. to update us on what's been happening. We had the, uh, the Oregon rally, the Oregon Trail rally. Yes, yes, that was last weekend. <laughs> Sorry, yes. That Luke being on the <laughs> <laughs> uh, But yeah, it was a. To be fair, it was actually a very, very important rally, and it was obviously it's easy to overstate things beforehand. It was round four of nine, which sounds like it's not too far into the season, but in ARA, the best six scores for a possible nine count. So. In a way, it was almost like the scores could be reset. The first three rounds, theoretically, could just be thrown out as meaningless. Now, I think, obviously, the likes of Brandon Semenuk, he got two wins on the first three, so he'll use those points for the rest of the season. But this is the mentality that Ken Block had to have going there. He'd had great pace on 100 Acre Woods, hit a deer on the final stage, so lost out on the win. Again, strong pace in Olympus for a pretty nasty head-on accident. And it was kind of one of these things that he had to get the job done, otherwise... The pace and the potential is going to be meaningless. It was going. To, it wasn't going to mean anything. We had no points, so it was a a dominant victory. There's no other word really to describe it other than dominant. They had a master plan. I think I spoke to Alex Gelsomino last week, and the feature's up on the website if you've not had a chance to read it. But it's a great does, feature. I have to say, great feature, Luke. I really enjoyed that one. And he he, he talks about lunchtime reading. Yeah, he, he talks about in detail that the master plan that they had. He looked at Brandon Semenuk's performance in the rally last year and how he use the Saturday stages to, to basically go flat out and build a lead that they could protect. And I think Alex has said he, he looked for 45 seconds to a minute and they had 59 by the end of the day. So it was perfectly executed. They, I think the only snag is they missed out on the Paris stage by a second or so, which, again, Alex admitted it was kind of one of those things he had to weigh up was, do they push really hard on a stage they knew they could get a puncture and lose the rally on, or do they want all the points? I think they probably took the right option in being a little bit safer, but it, it, what it does create is a, a massively interesting race for the end of the season. It kind of looks like it's between Brandon Semenuk and Ken Block. Interestingly, and there was something on the site as well last week, Travis Pastrana is he's a bit lost at the minute, the reigning champion. He, he kind of doesn't have an answer to his teammate, and it's quite rare, and, and to be fair, it's not rare for Travis, but it's quite rare at a level of professional motorsport to have somebody in a team that's just happy to go on record and tell the world that their teammate's faster than them, and that they're, it, it doesn't happen. They don't tend to give that sort of insight, but it's fascinating as to where he's at, and it's a classic sort of student versus the 
the master situation is I don't know if there's been mm. any direct tuition between the pair of them, but Brandon will definitely have learned from Travis. He's been in that team and these cars for a lot longer than he has. But something is working for Brandon this year. He's got the experience of the stages now, experience of the car. He's had a, a change in, in co-driver with Keaton Williams coming in. And and to be fair, it's Travis did say that he reckons that's made a difference. And it's hard to, to disagree. And it, this is not to, to talk down John Hall at all. But I just think a fresh approach to somebody who's been at the World Championship level, it, it's, it can help a driver just find that little bit of edge. And it looks like Brandon's got it. So I think to sum all that up, I'm doing lots of big summaries now, but watch the ARA. <laughs> Basically, it's going to yeah. be exciting for the end of the year. But it, it, the thing that really astonished me there, Luke, is, is that uh, Travis didn't just talk about being beaten by Brandon Semenuk. He said, I'm the fourth best in ARA right now. You know, I'm not as quick as, as Ken and I'm not as quick as Barry McKenna. I found that astonishing. It was, like you say, it's a, it's a really... Well, he is, he is injured at the moment, isn't he? Well, no, he's let's kind of back honest. now a little bit. He's Well, yeah. Sort of, yes, I mean, let's I mean, not, like you know, when well, a base... You and I would still, be, would still be in hospital from what happened to him. <laughs> George, you and, <laughs> you know, I, you and I would speaking, never have been at the top of that building jumping off it in the first place. <laughs> no, no probably. Well, I'm, I'm going to say I might, I might have done because I kind of like that sort of thing, but, um, but maybe not to the quite to the extremes of him. But you know, genuine, genuinely speaking, he will not be back to full physical strength yet. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was like you say, Luke. It was, it was an enlightening interview. Uh, it really was, and and yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and good on him for uh, for fronting up to it. Final note on the agenda. We've got time to squeeze in Rally Star winners in Ooh, South yes. Africa. Yeah, which was, again, another FIA Rally Star is one of the best things about our sport right now. It's brilliant. And massive congratulations to the FIA. And to... How does it work, David, very briefly? So basically, all of the regions uh, have the... You can qualify by two, two ways, by the digital uh, event where... They take a bunch of simulators to a, an event and everybody pays not a lot of money. Uh, can't remember how much. I think it might be 20 euros. I can't remember. But it's in fact, maybe the digital one is actually free. Um, and Jerome Rosalo, I'm very, very sorry. I'm a little bit hazy on that. I wasn't expecting this from Lee. So, <laughs> Jerome, a huge apologies. And we'll do a full appraisal of how this thing works next week or the week after. Uh, but, yeah, you go along and you you drive uh, on the simulator uh, or you do the the slalom, which is two identical cars. Uh, you get in. It's a, it's a standard road car. Uh, and you just drive through some cones. Uh, and you're observed. You're timed, obviously. Uh, and they they pick the the finalists from there. Um, there were it was the it was the uh, South African final uh, at the weekend, uh, won by Max Smart. So he now goes forward to the well. He's actually nominated now. He's one of six drivers who will go through into next internet what they're calling the uh, the training season next year. I think this this they do six events uh, in a rally in a Fiesta Rally three car and huge. Um, congratulations as well to to Christy Ellis, the the girl who goes through. There are I think seven women who will go through to a to an all women final, best performing female driver. She was. Uh, she, she, they go through to the female final at the end of the year, and there is another car for for the best performing female into into next year. And this is the best thing, you know. They go through all of this next year. These this training season in in the Rally Three car. Uh, six events as well. I mean, it's it's a proper bit of commitment from the FAA, uh, and then into the following season, uh, the best four of those drivers will go through into a junior WRC season in in twenty twenty four, and that doesn't end there. You know, in, in the following what? year in twenty twenty five, it keeps on giving. Totally, three of them will then go for a second junior season. So it's it's huge. Uh, it really Probably is. Probably life changing. Oh, 100%. It's career-making, this has, thing. Has there been one in Britain, David? Has there been one in Britain? There has. We Obviously, we were part of the, the European um, Championship final. Luke, just remind us, who won the European <laughs> <laughs> Hail Mary! I, uh, this is like I, Pass the Parcel, but in a strange <laughs> coordinate. More of a Hail Mary. <laughs> if, if, we could, if, we could, if we could telegraph these questions ahead of the podcast, that would be quite useful, George. Yeah. You did stick it on there, and I thought, well, I don't I, know enough I, about I, this. I only asked only because my daughter made her debut uh, last weekend in, in, in an auto test, and she was fiercely competitive. Oh, she looked. She, she looked like she was having the best time. So, George, this yeah. is exactly your daughter is exactly the sort of person that this is aimed at. 
yeah. um it's it's send her to the to the digital or to the to the slalom uh and just get her in a car you know people don't have to have any experience at all uh it's just what they can do in in the car just get in and drive it and see how you get on it's yeah, it, it is. She was she was ludicrously she was ludicrously quick. It's the first time she'd ever driven that car. She'd never actually even let the clutch out until she got onto the start line. Literally moved it forward in the queue, and she then proceeded to 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 <laughs> blow other people away. I was quite uh, no, she's I was totally I'm, sorry, George. She has missed out because, of course, um, it was Katie Milner, wasn't it? Johnny Milner's daughter. So yeah. the Brit, the yeah, yeah the European yeah. fan, and it was uh, the Estonian lad. Right, it's oh, Romet Jorgensen. There, that's it, Romet. There yeah, go. yeah. There so you sorry, go. the 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 that ship sailed. Um, right well, now, for this year, for this year. Yeah, but it's brilliant. Just well, presumably, uh, it's only once every five or six years they're going to do this thing, isn't it? It, it is a fantastic initiative, uh, and mm. massive congratulations to Max Mark, to Christy Ellis, Robert Reed. Of course, was down there in Pretoria, uh, along with with yep. the other panelists and judges. Uh, who uh, Penilla Solberg was there, and it was yeah, it's a great event. And they've never they've never got the right people on these panels, have they? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they never do. They picked the wrong there. Scots Some, on a the, game. They they got, they, well, the Robert Reed's possibly the right Scotsman for a lot of things, but but I'd be better at that than Robert. I'm going to say that. I, mean, I know Robert well. He'll let me off with that one. Not that he'll ever listen to us, probably. And it's far too important the, these the days. Other, the other panellists, just to mention them, uh, Alberto Ferloni, our great friend from Pirelli, Maciek Voda from M-Sport, Managing Director of M-Sport Poland, uh, and Alex Benge, great name from the past. I had a ride with Alex Benge in a, yeah. in a Skoda one, a Skoda Fabia WRC. My goodness. He's so the only peddler. one there that the only one there that rings to Alex Bengi is the only one that should be there. The rest that should basically be and Penilla. Penilla was brilliant. Penilla, she was a driver. George. I'll let Penilla. I'll let Penilla be there. Yeah. Okay. This is just George. <laughs> this is just George finding another excuse to get back to Africa. Um, we've run out yeah, of time. The yeah. clock has ticked past. But thank you so much for your contributions, George Donaldson, David Evans, and Luke Barry, deputy editor of Dirtfish.com. Barry Are Luke. Are you sure that's Barry Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll be back post Sardinia looking forward Fantastic. to it thank you thank you absolutely take Cheers. care guys bye 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 oh yes yeah.